What if I told you you could get paid to fight legally? And also, if you're lucky, get paid for it. Oh my goodness, thank you, Mr. Chaudhry. <laughs> I'm so excited. Thank you so much. But just because there's also a legal way to do this doesn't mean outside of competition you can reenact your favorite scenes from The Purge. Believe it or not, some MMA fighters have a habit of crazy, non-premeditated behavior outside of the sport. There's some guys you probably know about, like War Machine, Phil Baroni, or Joe Son, but honestly, there's a ton of awful people that we've already mentioned on our most evil list, and they won't be getting a mention today. What's up, guys? Bailey in here. Quick thank you to today's sponsors, True Classic. But before we jump into the video, we need to talk about something. Fellas, it's time to step up your style game. You can't be wearing that baggy old t-shirt you got for Christmas that one time off your Aunt Catherine. You are better than that, okay? And True Classic are here to help. True Classic have hooked us up with 25% off their tees and more. All you have to do is go to trueclassictees.com slash MMAOP. What makes True Classic different? Well, their t-shirts taper off towards the bottom but fit tighter around the chest and shoulders, giving you that wide shoulder and tapered bottom look. Catering to all body shapes and sizes. They offer three packs, six packs, and even nine packs of pre-assembled outfits with loads of color combinations to make pairing and layering easier than ever. However, the best thing about True Classic is, of course, the price. You don't have to break the bank to look good. Be sure to make the most of the 25% off and free shipping at True Classic when you visit trueclassictees.com slash MMAOP. The link is down there in the description. Your bloody sandwich. True Classic anything but basic. And as always, before we get started, huge shout out to our Hall of Fame channel members for supporting us. And these are the 10 most unhinged fighter moments outside of the UFC. Number 10, Jeff Monson. The snowman you might know and love from the adorably animated Christmas children's tale is far from the guy we're talking about today. This snowman was given his name because of his performance in the Submission World Championships where the Brazilians said he was white, compact, was rolling and kept getting bigger and stronger as the tournaments went on. Jeff is an interesting character. He's got a master's degree in psychology from the University of Minnesota. That combined with a lifetime of martial arts apparently led him to be an anarchist and spray paint the symbol on a monument in Washington DC along with the words, no poverty, no war. Today we're talking about his behavior in the IBJJFs in 2004 that saw him get banned in an altercation that is now forever known as the Arnold Gracie incident. Jeff had made it to the finals and he was taken on Marcio Cruz. It was a good old grappling contest until this happened. Right, that's a can opener, as I'm sure most of you know, but for those who don't, it's actually also illegal in some grappling competitions. It's considered a spinal crank, and while it was technically legal to open the guard at these IBJJFs, it was not legal when used as a submission because it can break your neck or cause you serious long-term damage. But uh, Jeff did it and Marcio tapped, so what happened next was a bunch of shouting and accusing from the Brazilians and officials who were uh, matched yeah, Okay, back up! The spectators were not happy and things started getting rowdy. Eventually, after a lot of complaining, they DQ'd Monson and raised Marcio's hand. That's when things kicked off and Jeff started to attack one of the referees. Luckily, Shoney Carter, of all people, was there to help break it down. This is when submission tournaments go wrong. This is not a true representation of mixed martial arts. As you have seen, there's been a melee, a brouhaha. Number nine, Joe Schilling. A frequenter of the Joe Rogan podcast, Joe Schilling is perhaps known more in the Muay Thai and kickboxing world than he is for his MMA exploits. Joe, however, has also been involved in his fair share of incidents on the streets. The first dates back to 2016, where after Bellator kickboxing fought in Italy, he and two of his coaches fought a group of seven locals on the streets of Florence. And recently, he was facing battery charges after an altercation in a bar in Florida. According to the bar manager, he was a regular who, quote, routinely causes problems due to his intoxication level. He went on to sue Joe as well as the bar after this for $30,000 due to lack of security. Now, this video went viral when a lot of people felt like what Joe did was a bit 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Stream, but he didn't really need to drop the guy in the way he did, and perhaps was, dare I say, unhinged. Sheerlin said, though, the reason he punched the man was because he was scared for his life. The guy appears to shout hey at Joe after he brushes past him, and what Joe took as a flex or a feint, Jason told police, was him attempting to lean in and try and overhear what he was saying. Kind of strange he had his friend's camera already filming at this moment as well. Either way, Joe told Helen Yee, No, I did nothing wrong, and you know, I'll stand by that. April this year, a ruling was issued, and they declared Joe was acting in self defense. Number eight, the rampage chase. To be fair, Rampage Jackson is certainly for the most part a composed and functioning member of society. What the fuck you doing here? It's not Christmas yet. Back in 2008, after apparently not sleeping or eating for several days, Rampage lost himself in a spiritual war in his mind between the god and the devil. Nope, this isn't the plot to Constantine 2, but it did cause Jackson to take his monster energy truck and drive it down Newport Boulevard, leaving behind him a trail of crash cars, scared pedestrians, and also several angry police officers who began chasing him. Rampage told arresting officers that he heard the voice of God tell him that he needed to go and save his friend, and it looked like nothing was going to stop him from doing that. He was apparently unaware that he had hit anybody or that he was even being followed by the law. He was charged on two felling accounts of evading police, three misdemeanor hit and runs, and one for reckless driving. Honestly, going on a spiritual monster truck rampage, yeah, that definitely deserves a place on this list. Number seven, Jorge Masvidal. Well, it's quite impressive that Jorge Masvidal managed to take a career of fighting on the streets to the highest of heights of fighting in a cage, until he kind of made it clear that actually, well, 20 years doesn't really mean much, and he's still fighting on the streets anyway. But I don't think he's mad about it. Gotta stick to your principles, innit? Even if they happen to involve attacking another fighter backstage during an interview with a free piece and a soda, which, I mean, I have to say, as cool and as street as a lot of people thought it was, not exactly rational behavior, he can fight for money, don't forget. The thing we need to talk about today, though, is what happened after his years-long friendship and then feud with his former brother, Colby Covington, who went full dark side Anakin Skywalker and lightsabered their friendship. You were my brother, Anakin! I loved you! After they had their epic battle on Mustafar, I mean UFC 272, we all thought the beef was well and cooked through and settled, but apparently that was not the case. Colby had been at a restaurant in Miami with the Nelk boys and Masvidal had seen the story they posted on Instagram before, allegedly, mind you, speeding over there, running up on him and socking him twice in the face. Colby posted pictures later with fractured teeth and Jorge was arrested two days later and was charged with aggravated battery and criminal mischief. Colby had been talking about his kids and in his world it seems that Masvidal couldn't stand for that. But to be honest, the extra icing on the cake is the fact he posted a video on social media afterwards essentially admitting it was him you talk that shit you gotta back it up that's how my city rolls man colby says he has brain damage and the actual trial has been postponed three times until this month so maybe we'll see what happens number six bj penn after a ridiculously successful early mma and bjj career baby j penn the third left the ufc to fight around the world in japan and hawaii this was about 2005 where he was well known for his aggressive style but not necessarily for his antics outside the cage well that was about to change because in may of that year outside of a nightclub which would pretty much become commonplace for bj to be hanging out apparently during a mass street fight he ended up punching a police officer right in the mug in 2015 after retiring he was involved in another brawl outside a bar in hawaii this time apparently he punched his friend and busted his eye socket 
The man was hurt and taken to Maui Memorial Medical Center. He was treated and released. Penn was arrested, but was released pending further investigation. And as time went on, BJ was only getting involved in more and more street fights. Perhaps his most unhinged moment, though, was just two months after that, when he was outside the lava shack, where he got knocked out by a bouncer after asking him to punch him. BJ then chased after him, took him down, sprawled him out, and started beating the shit out of him. He's been arrested since then as well, under suspicion of DUI and all sorts of stuff, just generally shouting at people. After such a legendary career, it's honestly hard to watch some of this stuff, but it's pretty undeniable he's acting more unhinged than a door that's fallen off. Number five, John Jones. Well, yeah, John Jones was going to be on here, wasn't he? Although I will say recently, he seems to be keeping everything together. But young, wild John Jones, I mean, that was a different story, wasn't it? I beat you after a weekend of cocaine. He crashed his Bentley back in 2012. In 2014, he had a stage brawl with Cormier. I mean, that was a little unhinged, but those guys hated each other. What's more crazy, I'd say, is after being involved in a hit-and-run incident where he ran a red light and crashed his car, rather than stay and try and figure things out, he just ran away. I stayed at a friend's house maybe like two hours asleep and um, I didn't realize that I still wasn't ready to drive and I ended up running into a car. My bull's in the car. My pot bull. That's going to get me in trouble just having a bull in my car. So I looked for like two seconds, couldn't find the bull and I just took off running. He was sentenced for leaving the scene of an accident and he was given 18 months of probation and 72 separate appearances for charity and youth outreach, which he met. Could argue though that after his arrest in 2021 in Vegas where the arresting officers said he challenged them to a fight and said he could break out of the handcuffs if he wanted to, Oh, and he also headbutted a police vehicle. I hate you. I hate you. But he did propose to leave alcohol in his past forever after that incident, and since then, there's been no sign of Wild Jones. Number four, Conor McGregor. The Irish superstar has always been a larger-than-life character that managed to rally a whole country behind him to, as he put it, go to war. So it only makes sense that his behaviour outside of the cage meets the same level of intensity. Now, Connor has displayed a fair amount of spur-of-the-moment, I guess you could say, unhinged behaviour. Smashing phones, punching DJs, recording strange Twitter voice notes. The most power Twitter has ever seen. But I think we all have that one moment that stands out for us, and it's what happened in April 2019 in the Marble Arch pub in Dublin. Following the release of Proper 12, Whiskey McGregor entered the pub, offering everyone inside a shot of Proper 12. A 50-year-old gentleman, Mr. Desmond Keogh, said no. Well, apparently he actually said, I don't want to drink that shit. Connor obviously took this as an insult and decided to sucker punch the man in the face. Connor pleaded guilty, how could he not, to be honest, and was fined a thousand euros, but it did far more damage to his reputation than anything. I was in the wrong. I must come here before you and take accountability and take responsibility and that's not the reason why I got into martial arts. Definitely one of Connor's more crazy moments, although the training camp for Habib where he apparently was just drinking whiskey and fighting Russians every day sounds pretty mental as well. Number three, Mike Perry. Platinum might have redeemed himself to many haters in the public eye recently, what with his stint in BKFC as their Floridian Conor McGregor, and since the birth of his child, he certainly seems to have reformed his character. And while those have all been positive changes, Mike has, though, unfortunately displayed in his past varying degrees of slightly unhinged behaviour. I say slightly. I mean, it's been kind of mental, wasn't it, really? Before the UFC, Perry had spent six months in a Florida jail for a probation violation, and yes, okay, so screaming at weigh-ins and freestyle rapping on Instagram is one thing. And he'll be cast money to the death of him the ground shall break when they bury him bury him i know one day they gotta bury him but out in public mike has been seen on camera knocking people out on new year's eve in 2016 for supposedly hitting on his girlfriend and harassing him he reached over her and 
punched me right in my mouth. And I was like, oh, motherfucker, you're going to die now. But also in his most controversial moment, caught up in an altercation at a restaurant in Texas. Mike had been eating with his girlfriend, Latori Gonzalez, when a friend of hers apparently came over and got into an argument with Mike and then challenged him to a fight. That was according to the general manager. And when he came over to try and break it up while Mike apparently pushed or punched him, depending on who you believe, then shouted at everyone not to touch him. And as he was leaving the restaurant, an older gentleman tried to confront him. And, well, this happened. After that, Mike waited on the scene while shouting, uh, demonetized. Still, after the incident, Mike did admit he had issues related to alcohol abuse and told the UFC he was committed to seeking professional treatment and behavioral counseling. They didn't book him in a fight until he did, which apparently has helped. The way I described it was like, go by Mike Perry, things like that, but my girl calls me Michael trying to be more Michael these days. Number two, High and Gracie. There have been many famous Gracies in the martial arts world across the last 50 years, for inventing BJJ, competing in the early UFCs, and continuing their family's legacy in other MMA promotions. Hyen was a son of Hobson Gracie, whose dad helped create the sport, but he was a Gracie who kind of went against the ethos of clean living and discipline and ended up causing a lot of trouble in Brazil and in gangs before he went to Pride, where he was known as the Gracie bad boy, and he was paid $150,000 for his debut, which is an insane amount of money for a first-time fighter, and he was introduced as the best street fighter in the Gracie family. He had seven fights in Pride across a four-year period and went 5-2 and two and quickly became a star, but he'd had more than his fair share of run-ins with the police in Brazil. One of his friends even reportedly said he was a crazy guy. In America, the police would have just shot him. But with the fame and glory came more money, which meant more to spend on alcohol and, of course, drugs. He got off them, but would often relapse. Street fights aside, his most unhinged moment took place on December 14th, 2007, and was would unfortunately have fatal consequences. Whether paranoid or true, after numerous street fights across the years, he believed Sao Paulo drug gangs were after him. He stole a car to escape, he crashed it into a park bench, and when he couldn't steal another car, he tried to steal a motorbike, but was overpowered by a crowd of people watching the whole thing play out and was arrested shortly after. His wife called the family psychiatrist to administer care and the doctor gave him a cocktail of medication for the night. This treatment by the doctor would ultimately lead to his death in a jail cell in Brazil. Number one, Jason Mayhem Miller. I think most people who watched MMA in the mid-2000s liked Mayhem Miller. He never won a title in a major promotion, but he was a phenomenal grappler, tenacious competitor, and he knew how to entertain like nobody's business. Do you have a, a message to Diaz fans, Diaz brothers, Nick Diaz, Nate Diaz? No need. Yeah, they don't understand English. They're from Stockton. His veterancy and understanding of the sport landed him his own MMA show, Bully Beatdown. It's like get your own back with, with more violence. And he made his return to the UFC as a coach on the Ultimate Fighter against Bisping, where they put on one of the best seasons of Tough. Hey! His hot-headedness at that point had gone about as far as crazy haircuts and over-the-top walkouts, except for that time he flips out on the MMA hour. You guys fucking have your fucking stupid internet radio show in your mom's basement. That's it? You're going to do this? You're yeah, gonna... yeah, you fucking not... saw what I'm doing. But an arrest in 2011 before his UFC fight with Michael Bisping would be the first of 14 arrests over the next few years. In 2012, his unhinged behavior landed him butt naked in a church in California where he'd broken in, destroyed a bunch of stuff and let off a fire extinguisher, leaving a trail to his collapsed body. He had several arrests after that for domestic battery, but perhaps the most unbelievable moment for Jason was in Orange County, October 2014. Police went to his house with a warrant in connection for domestic violence and stalking allegations. When they arrived, Miller ran inside and refused to come out. This led to a five-hour-long standoff with a SWAT team while Jason 
Mason tweeted from inside his home. He was describing what was happening, the negotiations. It even went so far for him to tweet, just don't let them shoot me. Neighbors and other fighters came and stood at the police lines, urging him to surrender. The police eventually broke through the front door and arrested him. Had he not ran inside, things perhaps would not have escalated to a standoff with SWAT and live tweeting the whole experience is just insane. But unfortunately for Jason, that kind of behavior continued. And after several more arrests, a bar fight in October 2021 landed him in jail. Respect to my man Luke Taylor, who never goes unhinged, okay, unless you beat him at Undisputed 3. He's pretty cool, and he edited this video, so give him some love on Twitter at cooltome underscore. Thank you, Mr. Ben Rosette, as always, for that music in the intro. If you want to check out more of his stuff, go do it. Spotify, Ben Rosette. Shout out to our Hall of Fame channel members as well, helping make the content as awesome as it can be. Appreciate all the support, guys. Thanks for supporting. If you want to join, hit the button join down below. Right, guys, let us know who's the most unhinged. Who do we miss out? Which moment stands out to you? You can let us know in the comments. Just go ahead and comment. Give us a thumbs up if you liked it. I had to work hard on this one, bloody research and everything. Hit subscribe if you want to see more. Join the MMA on Point fam. We appreciate it. I've been Balian. Thanks for watching. We'll see you in the next one. Oh,